0: Welcome back to the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Flory. And um, Coyle, have you ever had a, a boss give you really vague instructions that just really didn't make sense for a project, but you knew you had to like complete this task? Sure. Um, I call that a cryptic command. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, that, that would be right. <laughs> um, and I'm your co-host, Mike Coyle. And you know what card puts plus one, plus one counters on your creatures and helps you urinate? No catheters crusade oh my gosh
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: please listen carefully
0: this is the podcast where we talk about all things magic together
1: but mostly commander
0: what's on our agenda today
1: uh today we are we have a bunch of announcements to talk about okay and we'll go into depth as we go into them uh, each individually um we're gonna do a segment where we talk about uncommon non-legendary creatures as commanders yeah we're gonna do commander of the week starring Andy's baby.
0: Yes, uh, Noyandar Royal Shaper, my, my completed deck, I feel.
1: <laughs> and at the end of the episode, we are going to pick a winner for our Soul Wing giveaway.
0: Yes, we had a giveaway on Twitter, and we said we would announce the winner this week on the air. So uh, stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, and j- uh, just before we get into things, just want to know, um, you can support us and uh, the podcast. We really appreciate uh, you guys listening. Um, we have a TCG Player affiliate link on our website if you want to go use that whenever you're going to buy any singles or sealed product. Uh, obviously, we emphasize buying at LGS, but if they don't have something that you want or um, maybe if uh, if they don't have a super competitive price for something and you want to get it on TCG Player, please use our affiliate link. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we can, you know, do some a packs and stuff, uh, more giveaways potentially, um, and uh, also if you could leave a rating on the podcast if you could give us some comments
0: yeah subscribe rate and review
1: everything helps guys
0: yes um well i guess we'll get through the first i guess let's do the first item um uh, channel fireball announced that there is a new deck rating system that's going to be used for the first time at magic fest reno
1: yeah this is uh (laughs) interesting we know there's already been a lot of discussion about this on twitter
0: yeah we've seen we've seen iterations of this at command fests Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. year there's been a lot of content people talking about how they can rate their decks if certain cards jump the power level up or not and so this is a good start Um, and i don't disagree with all of it i mean there are some things that i would like a little more granularity but let's go through it and we can figure out where our decks fall or where we think they fall
1: sure yeah this was obviously a response to um, the channel fireball command fest that they ran last year uh, some difficulties for raiding your deck and, you know, going against other people who had decks that were of different power levels. So we'll start off at uh, stage one to two. So this is on a, a 10 point scale, uh, 10 being the most competitive and one being the least competitive. So at a one to two for the fun of it, uh, more interested in like a theme than the efficiency of winning. Uh, this would be like your battle cruiser decks that are just all about doing what your deck wants to do, and taking long times. And it's just it's just so everyone can enjoy the time and uh you know. Yeah, just have fun. Just it's all about having fun. Uh at a three to four is casual. So you're trying to win limited resources. Um they said here as an example that uh, recent pre-cons would be considered at this three to four yeah. level of power. Uh five to six is focused, so powerful card interactions, um, but not really any like infinite combos or game ending combo so probably swing to win is is pretty much what they're trying to to focus on here uh seven to eight is optimized so lots of infinite combos game ending combos super powerful cards um but maybe not like the absolute top tier um commander decks or commanders so i mean you can still play a lot of the like expensive mana rocks or something like that but maybe you're not playing flash Hulk. And then in 9 to 10, in competitive, you're playing Flash Hulk <laughs> or, or something like that. Um, decks push to the absolute limit, only the highest tier of commander and cards are used. This is where you're going to see your dual lands, mm-hmm. again, your Flash Hulk, your demonic consultation okay. combos, that kind of stuff.
0: Alternate win cons that you can finish on between turn zero and like four. Yeah. Just... The game, the game ended because I assembled my pieces,
1: and 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 also, um, you know, there's some competitive stack stacks and stuff. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win in two turns, sure. but it means you're going to be at least oppressive within right. the first two turns. Right.
0: Well, after looking at this, I feel like a lot of my decks fall into the five or six now. Um. Yeah. I I have I feel like the people that see my decks or say, hey, he's really good, or hey, should I pull out something stronger because I'm playing against Andy at, at like um like league or mm-hmm. playing uh on sunday where um you know you pay and you can actually win win money sure um i i find that like the deck i'm going to talk about today i feel is at five six mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have any game winning combo or or um card for that matter i know that when we talked about how to build decks one of the things i said is i try to find two or three ways to end the game this is one of my decks that doesn't have that in right, it right um I mean, it can end games, but it's not one or two. It's like lots of spells to do something. Right. Um, but it typically
1: swings to win, doesn't it?
0: It does have to swing to win. Right. So okay. I think it falls into this, but it's very oppressive mm-hmm. the way that I have it built. Just, well, not oppressive. I guess it more. It's just, just blue white. It just bounces a lot <laughs> of stuff. It's not even counter. I mean, there are counter spells, sure. but it's not. It's very good in 1v1, mm-hmm. but it's not as good in four player games. Right. Um, but I think a lot of my. De- I do have a few decks that fall into 7 8 now. Yeah. Like my locust god deck falls in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not. I don't think I own a nine ten. The way that this is described, I right. don't own a nine right. ten, which is um what I assumed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and and I I think you own one. I do own one. I own my one. Um I I have consultation casts. It's it's currently assembled as a different deck that probably would be more considered seven eight. Uh, with my nickel boss super friends deck it's probably a seven because it's weak weak in that particular category but um which deck is nickel bolas super Friends? Oh. just because super friends itself is not an inherently powerful uh, uh strategy
0: planeswalkers are the worst in commander than any other format
1: correct um not to say that it can't be strong right again level seven is is probably where i'd put it maybe 7.5 um, if you really want to get specific, 7.326 oh, 7. is what 3, I had 2, six. That's, right, where, right. that's where I had it. We're right. So, um, but yeah, I, I think a majority of my decks do fall between like, I, I do have quite a few seven, seven to eight, um, combo, uh, potential in some of my decks. I feel like
0: when we start out with the deck, we make a, we make a three, four and then you inherently want to win a game with it. Like I still have a deck that hasn't won a game. T and Lumia hasn't won. Right. So I feel like to make that better, I needed to make it a five or six to make it a little bit more focused, mm-hmm. but I still mm-hmm. don't have, I mean, I'm not running Cyclonic Rift. I'm not running Consecrated Sphinx. Not that those are cards that have to be played, but right. those just inherently make decks better. Yep. Mm, people are going to argue Cyclonic Rift there, but I think it's, it's nice to have the two mana about something. Um, but I would say that my Locust God deck is a solid 8 Mm-hmm. Um, there are cards that i could put in it to make it stronger but i don't i don't know how quickly i i have one time assembled the cards in the right order and i did win on turn five right one time right and i said i you know i can't believe this happened but it is entirely possible so i would argue that it it's an i would argue it's an eight solid eight because on turn five i got to do something once right um but it's usually happening on turn seven or eight. But it is happening,
1: right? And that one, um, you have the option of swing to win. You can, you can sacrifice I have per- stuff. I have, yeah, yeah. I sacrifice. I have
0: perforos. Yeah. I have goblin bombardment. I have, um, uh, cavalcade of calamity. I have. I mean, I have a bunch of things to sure. try to just do it. And then the new card, sage of sage of falls, mm-hmm. sage of the falls, the, sage falls. Of the falls. I think it's sage of the falls. Um, it's an instant. Win if I have Locust God out, because you cast it and it says when it comes into play or another creature comes into play, mm-hmm. draw a card, or you may draw a card and discard a card. So, uh, you play it, you draw a card, you make a Locust because that happened. You draw a card and discard. And I run, um, cause butcher of truth so the eldrazi that has win it goes in the graveyard shuffle it back into your library yep so you just continuously draw and discard until you discard that cause and you just keep going and since all the, the locusts have haste yep um you just swing to and, win with that
1: and hope you don't get rakdos charmed
0: yeah i haven't had that happen to me in a long time That's, but it's a thing it and is. i i i want people to play it more because you get decks like this you're right. okay cool rakdos charm real quick you yeah. take uh potentially if some if someone's at 40 i mean chances are all three of your opponents aren't at 40 but could be right. you take 120 yeah yeah okay goodbye <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye i'm out
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i know that like uh, like like your your um tima and lumia deck uh tibor tibor tima. and lumia deck yeah. i have my scorpion god deck which i've had for a very long time which still has not won a game um it does when it does try to win it tries to swing to win yeah. but really it's just about killing other people's creatures and drawing cards yeah
0: don't play a token deck against it because they're going to all die
1: right I'm still pr- going to lose somehow in the <laughs> end but
0: yeah we both have that deck that just hasn't lost and and so like we said before it hasn't won or hasn't won yeah. hasn't won yeah. I, I don't have a deck that has never lost <laughs> that I don't have no I don't either <laughs> um, but um, I think this is a good good rating scale
1: at least for for sure to I, start
0: out and I think they're going to get a lot of info and a lot of feedback right they've been listening to
1: feedback yeah so 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 when we went to Magic Fest Chicago, they only had three categories. They had casual, casual competitive, and competitive. So this breaks it down into five different categories, which is probably is probably a good move to do this. Because mm-hmm. I know I played in a casual competitive deck, and someone uh, comboed off with Brago, uh, and and got like infinite mana and stuff. And I'm like, well, I can see why this isn't considered competitive. But it's more competitive than what I thought people were bringing to the table. Yeah. So I, I really like this uh, splitting agree. up into five categories. I think splitting up into ten categories probably would be too much. So.
0: Yeah, I think the I think it's going to come down to the six and the the five six pod there. Yeah. That's uh, where people are going to. I I personally think people are going to struggle with. The argument of has little to no win cons because when someone comes with their two win cons, which is mm-hmm. what we push, two or three win cons, right. you know, I don't want someone to argue, well, this is definitely higher than that when it's the only way I really win is with one of those three cards. Yeah, I
1: see. I see someone bringing in a an elf ball deck or something into there where it's like, well, it's not infinite and it doesn't necessarily end the game right on the spot, but it's just extremely aggressive and powerful, right, for its category yeah so just be mindful of that i guess if you're going to channel fireballs reno event um yeah be mindful of your play group
0: uh the next item we have is secret layer drop um international women's day 2020 um so uh it said announcing um uh, wizards of the coast is proud to celebrate international women's day a day honoring the social uh economic, cultural, and political achievements of women around the world. In doing so, they've selected a few of the most powerful and influential women from the history of magic to receive new borderless art from some of their finest illustrators. Um, it says, in fact, everyone who worked on the product, the artist, the creative director, products, and package designs <clears throat> designers were all women. Um, and it says wizards will donate $25 per unit uh, sold, benefiting the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts a charity of choice of international women's day. Uh, it says just like uh, previous secret layers, international women's day will be available for 25, 24 hours only at SecretLayer.Wizards.com. Uh, the sale starts at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific standard time on March 8th, uh, international women's day. Yep. And you can pick up your copy of, you Inter- international women's day for forty-nine ninety-nine. limit of 15 per customer.
1: I know I was talking to you about this and before I even knew it was, uh, they were donating the twenty five dollars per per purchase. I was like, I, "This is the first secret layer." I'm like, "Heck yeah!" And this I hurts my this wallet. One. I think
0: your your text to me said this actually hurts my wallet, but I'm really excited. Yeah. And
1: then you're like, "It's this price, and this goes to the money." I'm like, "That's a freaking awesome!" Yeah, I get, I get a new art Marin of Clanel Toth. I can rebuild that deck. Have another Saskia the Unyielding sitting around. Take that Narset and just put it somewhere where the sun <laughs> will never see it ever again. <laughs>
0: and it said that um i know i really want to put narset back together just just for one more heyday to let's
1: do it i could narset versus Cass. and then
0: it also said so-
1: there's another international woman gross
0: well oh, we can do it i don't want to play against Cass.
1: well if you're gonna play narset turns i'm gonna play cast <laughs> yeah, but mine's way slower it is
0: um and it, it says that um uh, International Women's Day is also a day that marks a call to action for uh, accelerating women's equality. For sure. So it says um, what you get with each, each copy of Secret Layer um, International Women's Day is a Captain Sisse, uh, Marin of Clan Nel Toth, Una Queen of the Fae, Narset Enlightened Master, and Saskia the Unyielding. You also get one code for a digital sleeve on MTG Arena. Um, and it also says note that the MTG Arena ad- uh, redemption is not available in the following regions. Um, China, Hong Kong, um, Macau, Taiwan, and Vietnam. So I don't. Okay. I don't know why, but that's why. Um, and it says um, International Women's Day is being published in English and um, English all, only. English only. Yep. Yep. They look really, really good. Uh, we'll post a link to it. We actually already retweeted this. So yeah, well,
1: we can retweet it again. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's that. It's that cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it says. Um, that this is the first in their secret layer philanthropic drops oh so uh they said they have plenty more planned with eye-popping art fun themes and surprises along the way um and you can sign up to be notified for new drops at secretlayer.wizards.com or follow their mtg secret layer uh twitter page which we just followed um this week perfect yeah so i'm really excited for that one
1: i know um Mauro, mark rosewater had uh sent out the question on whether or not we Uh, whether or not people would appreciate having non-foil versions of these secret layers. Personally, yes, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. And you know, last week I, we, my um, stargazing came in. Mm -hmm. Was that last week? Maybe the week before. Um, And when I had tweeted the picture, there were some people that said, wow, they don't look warped. And I I think they were sitting out for like three days Mm -hmm, and and it's, mm -hmm. the house is already dry. I mean, it's winter, you got the heat going and I have a dehumidifier in that room Mm -hmm. just for that purpose. And they're warped. Mm. pretty pretty bad so they're inside a binder right now and i think if they're in the sleeve inside of a deck which is sitting in a deck box sure. anyway you're going to be fine but yes they they are still a little warpy and yeah. i would hope that we can fix that because the cards from like throne of eldraine aren't warping
1: hmm. i wonder the if there's a different
0: from, card stock I, they're they're definitely being printed differently right. the foiling has right. got to be um or at least it feels different sure
1: i mean it, obviously you see differences in the same environment so they have to be different in some way yeah i mean
0: yeah and it depends on what region it was printed because i know i've i've gotten cards that were printed in a you know from a different printer Mm -hmm. and i look at your card versus my card and they're the same card and some are warped and
1: some aren't i I, i've heard that the the card stock from japan because there's a a printing company in japan that wizards uses is supposed to be really good and like ultimate masters was printed in japan because remember that one time i freaked out because i bought a case of ultimate masters and there was japanese on the box i'm like did i just buy japanese cards Am I gonna have to sell all of these to Brian? <laughs> yeah, all of them <laughs> to Brian. <laughs> no. But but no, it was just printed in, in Japan and they were all English. So but uh the cardstock for those, I still have a bunch of my foils, the box toppers that were in that. They don't they don't see a whole lot of warp. So Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the next thing is the commander deck names for the uh, commander decks coming out with Ikoria Lair of Behemoths were released.
1: Yeah, commander Do you want to wildly
0: speculate about what these are? Because no well, one knows yet.
1: Wildly speculate more. Wildly
0: speculate more, yeah. but you might be close on some. We can see how close we get.
1: That would be interesting. We have, <laughs> we, have we have a point system. You know, like the professor does a point system when uh, he hears like the name of a new set or something, and he says... These things are going to return. These things are not going to happen. Then he rates himself afterward. Interesting. We could do that.
0: All right. We'll have to come up with a point system.
1: (laughs) All right. If we're right, we get a point. Done. Ready? Go. Ruthless regiment.
0: I feel like red's in this. Gotta be. And white's probably in this. Probably. It feels boros. It does. Regiment? It feels military.
1: Very, very boros. But could you have black in there as well? Like Mardu? Probably. I mean, we just saw the knight Brawl deck that was Mardu. So I don't see why not.
0: And we have Knights in Throne of Eldraine and Mardu.
1: Do you think this is going to have some sort of tie in to the Lair of Behemoths? So Icaria. Well, they all do. They all right. do. So So is Ruthless Regiments going to be about like the Hunters of the Behemoths?
0: Did they say there's hunters that are hunting them or no. do we just assume?
1: Wild speculation. Wild speculation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes they're hunting so this is no there's is there a war is there a war between behemoths and
1: people i'm sure behemoths and behemoths behemoths and people behemoths and people and people everybody argues vivian reed is in the plains about all we know
0: and that giant bear wolf monster whatever that thing (laughs) is yes
1: arcane maelstrom okay so we got red and blue for sure probably at least it it got blue it reminds me of yidris maelstrom wanderer maelstrom no yidris four color yeah cascady
0: yeah that's maelstrom wanderer
1: is it what's what's the other what's the cascade cascade maelstrom guys i don't know he's teamer teamer maelstrom no i feel like that's maelstrom wanderer
0: no but we can look it up right now and Maelstrom Wanderer is just creatures you control have Haste Cascade Cascade. Right,
1: but who's a Yid? What's a Yidris's
0: full name? His his
1: second his second name, his second part Yidris Maelstrom Wielder, Maelstrom Wielder. Okay, so this feels very Yidris Maelstrom Wielder because he's Maelstrom. I I just think Maelstrom's Cascade, and I. And I actually go ahead. Cascade? No. No, you wanted to say I'm something. I'm just smiling.
0: I think Cascade's a great mechanic. I, I like to. I've never played with it before,
1: so. I want there to be a new. I'm calling it now. Put it, Mark. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Commander Cascade, where the Cascade equals the amount of mana you paid for your Commander that time, or including you ca- tax. Or you
0: cascade X times, where X is the number of times you've cast your Commander.
1: Ooh, that, that that's going to be on one of those. Uh, because they they pr- they printed like sorceries and stuff in the last set that had that mechanic. There's a is there a name for that mechanic? It was storm, but it was commander storm.
0: <laughs> it was, but it was just storm. But it's, it was for how many times
1: you've cast your commander? Oh, yet. okay. They actually just called it storm. Yes,
0: they oh. were just they cost a lot of mana and had to have things happen before because it won't do anything if you never cast it. Well, I guess it would, and then you copy it for each time you've cast your commander.
1: Okay. Okay, fair. But they were just expensive. Yeah. Symbiotic swarm.
0: This is this is probably blue green or salt eye. And. And it cares about that mutate mechanic. Okay. Okay.
1: I just went straight to tokens. Swarm. It well sure. Insects specifically.
0: I hope mutate is something like
1: level up, but newer. Hmm, like a combination of level up in megamorph or if it's mega level up what's the what's this <laughs> what's the silver border glow up it's just called glow up what's the silver oh contraptions <laughs> contraptions but for creatures
0: well no they had augment
1: for creatures oh, yeah, right augment. so you
0: have like the face of a, a the face of a horse and the butt of a machine a robot butt yeah horse with a robot
1: butt horse robot butt yeah <laughs>
0: But I, I think Augment's really cool. I wonder if Mutate is something like that.
1: That would be cool. I wonder how well it's going to get balanced. Because, I mean, this is going to be a standard playable keyword as well.
0: Yeah. And it is Mutate, right? I'm not making yes, this up. Yes, it's Mutate. Okay. Correct. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure it's Mutate. Mm-hmm. It I like. I wonder if it's something like Evolve or
1: or like... Oh, what if it's Imprint? What if it's Imprint, but you Imprint a creature and then like you get the keywords from that creature you Imprint? Or you can make it... Sp-
0: power and toughness equal to the creature that was imprinted or so you can imprint a really expensive creature onto it Mm -hmm. and it has a cheap imprint cost so when you attack with your one one that has an activated ability that costs three or something Mm -hmm. you can turn it into the the 12 12 thing that costs like 18 mana yeah it doesn't cost 18 it probably costs like nine no. And it's
1: restrictive. Nineteen. Nineteen mm. mana. Nine. <laughs> it'll, be <laughs> nothing the most cost- exp- it'll be the most expensive <laughs> card in magic.
0: <laughs> so that'd be cool. They had something like that in time spile, right? So you could you had the um the morph creature that cost one blue for a one one, or it had an expensive morph cost. Mm. And and it, it comboed with some other cards that had um morph. Okay. This could maybe maybe something like that. That would be cool. Timeless wisdom. <sighs> Timeless P- wisdom though? Blue white. Blue- why you say it like that
1: you know why exactly. <laughs> no
0: timeless wisdom i, I w- mean... wisdom's
1: blue right gotta do gotta do blue. yeah here.
0: knowledge not blues all about knowledge time
1: so, timeless is artifact
0: white blue and artifact timeless timeless you have no time red rushes through things <laughs>
1: it's we're on a clock let's go we're people. on a clock let's it's go. turn four
0: if i haven't burned you out we're not getting there <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, timeless wisdom is the one that's throwing me. Could this be Jeskai?
1: I mean, it just it just reminds me of Teferi. Jeskai would. work. Well,
0: I don't think it's gonna be. I don't it's think not it's gonna gonna be Teferi not because Core, Core 2020 is right.
1: is Teferi. That's the theme. Like Chandra was last year. This Teferi is Teferi. might be in it though. I mean, Core 2020 is not gonna have commander decks.
0: No, does this this comes out before it Core 2020 as so, well?
1: Because these these last um, commander decks that they printed did have planeswalkers in them. Like we saw Ral Zarek in the Mystic Intellect. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm. I think but there's this, a Vraska in there. Was there a Vraska?
0: There was. Was the was Vraska the unseen? Vraska was
1: in a brawl deck, I think.
0: Well, there's one that's being reprinted right now. Vraska, Golgari Queen, is going to be in the Challenger decks. Right. 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 Well, there's been a Vraska in a in a dual deck, I believe.
1: But say um, they are printing reprinting commanders in commander decks now. They're not afraid to do that or anything. So and not as a commander. So. We could see a Teferi in here if it's a blue-white deck.
0: Which commander's been reprinted that's not been in a commander deck? No, no,
1: no. I'm saying they're reprinting Planeswalkers in oh, commander Oh, you decks. say commander. <laughs> Sorry, not, but yeah. but not as commanders. Yeah, not, not as, because they're not. Right. They're not like, going to reprint Teferi. And say, this Archmage. can be played as
0: your commander. No, it, was, it wasn't. Right. Teferi, Time Raveler, this can be your commander. Yeah. Uh, pass.
1: Nope. No thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is Enhanced Evolution, which I, that, this one maybe is...
1: This, is, this one's got to be the... There's green in this. Maybe it's actually Evolve. Maybe it's an Evolve Matters Commander.
0: Yeah, but... Okay, because you can tie the theme to it, but it could be an Evolve Matters Commander. hmm I wonder if the themes, though, are going to be specific to Ikoria. Probably.
1: Like, if they're the five main mechanics. Probably. So, Enhanced Evolution is probably...
0: Maybe this one is not... The Symbiotic Swarm, maybe maybe I take that back now that I that I see this again. Sure. Symbiotic swarm's definitely gotta be to swarm is tokens. Swarm's but I feel like tokens. I feel like when they say swarm, like it's like black.
1: It's got black in it.
0: it I feel like this one doesn't have black in it. Enhanced evolution, I feel like doesn't have black See, in I it.
1: See, I had the complete opposite thought. For really? this one, for this one, enhanced evolution, I just went to like maybe like zombie. Y- uh, I was like, like Yogma Thran physician. Okay. All, like, it's yeah. like like Phyrexian evolution.
0: So we've gotten I wonder
1: how many we're going to get right. Probably zero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if one color matches, you get half a point if both colors match or three, right? We said, well, there's some back Yeah. So there's,
1: there's five decks here and we know, we know that they're not shy from, you know, printing different amounts of colors for the decks. You know, you can balance it out in, in terms of, um, the year that they made the dragon's deck. They also had the three color vampire deck. So five, three, two, maybe we'll see a monocolor in here. Yeah. Probably not. I'm guessing we're not. I'm put it on the board. No monocolor. No monocolor. I agree. In this, no monocolor. This here. cycle of commander decks. I
0: think it's it's. I have. I enjoy commander more when I'm playing with more than one color. I will say that. Hundred
1: percent. It's more interesting. It's you. You do more things. But
0: I also don't have many monocolored decks.
1: So oh, you should get some. There. There. I
0: have some. I don't have many.
1: I. That's like. The reason. When I first started building commander decks, I was I was building mono color just because the mana base was budget for me. Like I could build powerful decks with a budget mana base and mono black is the best in the world ever for color combination. So there's that. But I have been uh, branching out like a tree into some multiple color decks. You know, two and three color is what I'm focused on right now. And a five color Moriphon deck, which I've been... Yeah. I haven't played that in a while. Well,
0: we'll see how but. this turns out. And we, have one, we have one more. Um, yeah. One I- more Ikoria
1: box toppers. Box
0: toppers. So um, I- Ikoria draft booster boxes have box toppers. So um, this is through the Wizards Play Network. It says that you're probably familiar with the concept of a box topper, an individual card that's factory sealed inside every box of draft boosters for a given set. They're usually something extra special on the box topper and Ikoria lyra Behemoths is no exception. It says, uh, every box of Ikoria comes with a behemoth-sized bonus sitting right on top. Uh, we'll show you the cards as we get closer to release, but for now, uh, just know this box topper is unlike anything Magic has ever done before. Um, but without even knowing the card content, there are plenty of conclusions you can draw as you forecast for the set and coordinate with your distributors. Um, this is directly from the Wizards Play Network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it says, every box just flat out has more value because you're, you're getting this additional card with it. It says... Sure. Um, and there's box topper benefits, uh, the box topper benefits players who aren't even interested in them. Um, it says, think about the last round of box toppers with Ultimate Masters, which included everywhere and in Mythic in the set, including some of Magic's most recognizable and desirable cards with new art or, uh, and extended frames. It says, Aquaria's box topper has an entirely different theme, but the principle is the same box toppers appeal to collectors and to any player that's into fancy and shiny. Um, it says, but to a lot of players, a Tarmogoyf is a Tarmogoyf. It just needs to be tournament ready and in shape, and the rest doesn't matter. And still, to other players, it does matter where it lands, um, uh, and, and w- where it lands in the pick order. Uh, they just want the best draft deck they can put together. So, um, I'm exci- I like I like the freebies that are inside.
1: What do you think it's gonna be, though?
0: What's throwing me off is behemoth sized. Yeah. Is it a like a
1: big card? I hope not. I don't know. Honestly, I would not I would not be happy if that were the if that were the case. Cause that just means it's not playable unless there's some really weird new mechanic where you can play with giant cards.
0: I mean you can still set out your giant card as a power move. There's someone at our shop who <laughs> put a commander in a picture frame and sets it out when you play against them. And every time I play against that Atraxa deck, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that is a power move. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a family photo that they set out on the table facing everyone yeah.
1: else. It's like a, Then you just bounce it to their hand and see what happens. I personally
0: don't play, well, that's not, they
1: have the actual commander smaller as well, but mm-hmm. this is,
0: I don't play with the large card either, but it does say specifically behemoth sized.
1: Yeah, I hope it's uh, only. So we'll see. I hope it's symbolism, behemoth sized. like. Or it's maybe a all
0: cards from Aquaria are big.
1: Every single card, Ikoria booster boxes are going to be massive. <laughs>
0: um, so they they said they'll be announcing more of those to come soon, and Ikoria comes out in April. So
1: I'm curious if it's just going to be a masterpiece. Quite honestly, as oh by, as by, by a behemoth, behemoth sized, we have just just like another masterpiece. Not if it's an cut invocation or uh, an invention from the Kaladesh block. It's it's Ikoria's own version. Maybe it's a behemoth-sized artwork of...
0: Oh, that'd be kind of cool.
1: Something. Grave grave Titan, but Does it's something in big. the set
0: make the creatures just giant? And uh, uh, Like a mechanic that your creature doubles its... Si- maybe size matters? Like if this creature has bigger power than the creature that's blocking it or something? Like a version of flanking, but like instead of it having flanking, it doesn't get its ability or can't be blocked or gets weaker it's if this creature's power is greater than the creature blocking it disability triggers or something
1: yeah i don't know it's like i know what you're getting at and every time you say that all i think about is just trample <laughs> <laughs> okay it's, it just, just keeps coming to mind you know like, what's like, great though no when it doesn't have trample, trample
0: and you block their ten ten, and you go ha that was an arbor elf
1: yeah i take none just crushed it into the ground you just want to think what did that creature do where it didn't trample over where it just had to focus (laughs) and just punch it into the ground into the yes
0: (laughs) all right let's get on to our main topic all right so we wanted to talk about actually you had this idea
1: yeah so uh i pitched this to andy and i said hey what about if we talked about what we would pick as uncommon, non-legendary creatures if they could be commanders. So
0: we've seen content all over the place where people say, why isn't this creature legendary when it looks like it definitely could be legendary? For sure. And we said, well, why don't we take that same concept mm-hmm. and and apply it? Even if it doesn't look like it could be legendary, what if you say, if this was legendary, would it be good to play with what I want it? Does yep. it do something that a, a different card can't do or create a new strategy of sorts? For sure. So...
1: So I, I went ahead and avoided uh, some of the ones that might be obvious, like uh, Grey Merchant of Asphodel in a Mono Black Reanimator deck. Um, it's the first thing I tutor for almost every single time.
0: But now it's in the command zone. Yeah.
1: So that one, you know, I avoid that. It's just kind of a... We, we wanted to pick a little bit more interesting cards, maybe cards that you haven't seen play before. So
0: Or they have, but just aren't in the command zone, which would be really nice if they right, were.
1: Right. So... Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Okay.
0: All right. So my first one, which I was really excited to talk about because I, I, I've talked about this for a long time, is Viscopa Guildmage. So it is one of the guild mages from Ravnica. It is Orzhov. So it costs just white and black for a 2-2 human wizard that has two activated abilities. You can pay one white and black to give target creature lifelink until end of turn, or one white and black to uh, uh, activate his ability that says whenever you gain life this turn, each opponent loses that much life. So... <clears throat> That that second activation is the card sanguine bond. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being just permanently out on an enchantment, you can activate it individually on the turn that you need to do whatever it is that you want to do. So um it's played in uh, according to EDH rec 4,058 decks. So it's played in a lot. Wow. Its top commanders are Obzadot, Ghost Council, Selenia, Dark Angel, and Karlov of the Ghost Council. It's in hundreds for both for or for all three of those. Um so uh, like I said, it's got it's got the card Sanguine Bond on it as an activated ability. So Sanguine Bond says whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. Um, this one is actually each opponent
1: loses that much life. Ah, so it might even be even better. It
0: might, yeah, it might even be a little bit better. Um, it, it had. It, there's also very, you know, I was I searched on Scryfall as well to try to find cards that were at most black and white that grant life link to creatures and okay there aren't very many and the ones that do uh, um generally have something like uh there's the one white card i think it gives your creature plus o plus one plus o, and you draw a card and it also gains lifelink until end of turn there's cards like that but i think that this would be an interesting non-legendary uncommon creature to make and i and and I know we were talking about there, there is people, there, there's a lot of people that play Popper Commander and yeah, that would be, yeah. uh, and those are uncommon creatures that weren't legendary right, right. beforehand. Yeah. Um,
1: Popper yeah, Commander was created before the uncommon legendary started to get
0: Well, I don't know if that's true because there were uncommon legendaries in Kamigawa, but I think, I don't, I don't think they wanted to just limit it to. Were there? Yeah. That was Kamigawa's theme. Was, was uncommon legendary? It was just legendary. there was a legendary in every single pack.
1: Oh, I didn't realize Kamigawa. I thought Dominaria was the first set that had that. Mm-mm. Wow, is that right? Did not know.
0: Let me go over this while you start on your your first one. Yes. Well, let's finish this up. So, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Up. <laughs> let's make sure I finish this. Yeah. So, um, Lifelink strategies uh work work really well with this you've got i mean i think it would pair really well with i mean cards like combal council of allocation mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. you know in in the deck you've got cards like debt to the Deathless, blind obedience you can play a lot of the black white just standard cards that work with it but gaining having each opponent like making each opponent lose that much life whenever you gain life seems fairly easy you know um blind obedience is really good uh, cards with extorts you gain life they each lose that much life mm-hmm. that being on your commander i think is really good and you have access to um cards because you're playing in black you can mm-hmm. get out like urborg and and cabal coffers if you wanted to to have a lot of mana because it is mana intensive right you have to pay three every turn you want that to be on right so it's it's expensive um i just think it'd be a fun commander to play if you could play it as a commander
1: for sure All right, my first uncommon creature as commander is uh, definitely a spike hard card that uh, I found. Uh, It is called Pure Sight Marrow.
0: I don't even know
1: what this is. No, probably because it's only in 60 decks. It is, according to EDHREC, in 0%, obviously rounded, of 70,028 decks that it could be in. And it is a hybrid blue white, hybrid blue, white, merfolk wizard that is two power and two toughness. It has pay a hybrid blue or white and untap this creature. Look at the top card of your library. You may remove that card from the game. That's all it says. Most of the decks it's built in are in Merfolk decks. Okay. Um, but this card goes off. It's a it's a one card combo with Paradise Mantle. So for uh, yeah. zero mana equipment, equip for one. It says, equip creature has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So you equip it to pure sight marrow, tap it for a blue or white, untap it, and you filter your deck until you find the card that you want. And then you pass the turn, you know, you draw the card if you want. You go for your lab man effect. You go for a Thassa's Oracle. Both Jace are legal. Willard Mysteries. Yeah, they, they're played in blue. Blue is a valid color for this commander. Combo off and win, and you're in blue-white, What's so you can play What's the CMC Control? of this creature? Two.
0: Two? I mean, if I... you're playing a deck that you want to just win with those three anyway, think about including that two-card combo anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Paradise Mantle is played in decks already. It's just for a very sure. good card.
1: Yeah, it's. I know it's played a lot in... Oh, no. I'm thinking of, with that, there's a puppeteer, there's a puppet thing that untaps to add mana that the mantle goes well with. You, like, untap it for, like, two colorless, and then it creates color or something like that. I forget. But, yeah, that card is played a lot already. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've never seen this card. It says it's in, uh, like, some partner commander with uh, Thrasios and Ravos. Um, it's played in Derevi, so, maybe it is like a high tier uh, combo piece, but mostly it's like, hey, it's a merfolk. Let's yep. put it in a merfolk deck.
0: Yeah, that's how my next one is. So, my next card is Deadeye Plunderers. So, it is a three, three, four, three, blue, black. Um, Deadeye Plunderers gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. And then you can pay two, a blue, and a black to create a colorless treasure artifact with tap this. Uh, tap and sack this artifact to add one mana of any color your mana pool. So, um, It is a pirate and a human, so when you look at the top decks it's played in, you've, you've got Admiral Beckett Brass, mm-hmm. and there's 654 decks, right? Okay. Okay. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And then um, other than that, it's played in... Uh, the Akiri Lineslinger and Silas Wren partner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's 23. <laughs> and then after that, there's like five. Okay. So it's really not played at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I it's probably because this card isn't like crazy itself. But if this was your commander, you can play an artifacts up theme, right? Yeah, I mean, and, sure. there, and there's already commanders that care about that. Yep. But this one is not blue black. Uh, you've got, uh, if you can make infinite mana, which people already do, mm-hmm. you just make infinite mana to make infinite treasures so it can just become a um uh, what's the word i'm looking for when when you do do command voltron thank you oh yeah it could it could just take someone out if you have infinite mana it's voltron Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Uh, aside from whatever else you put in the deck uh and from what i can see it is the only creature with an activated ability to create treasures in in blue black yes So I don't think there's very many creatures with activated abilities to make treasure, period. Not activated abilities. There's a lot of end of the battlefield.
1: End of the battlefield. Yeah.
0: So it seemed it seemed like a fun command. I would I would play around with that. This would be a fun popper commander, I guess. Or if it was legal for we could make a video and
1: Yeah. And then uh you could run that black enchantment where at your upkeep, if you control ten treasures, you win the game.
0: Yeah, Revel and Riches. Yep works really well with revel and riches
1: yeah it synergizes with a lot of artifact cards for sure
0: especially okay. because it gets it gets
1: power and toughness boosts yeah so very cool well i'm gonna combat that with my own artifacts matter uncommon creature combatter. okay its name is glass dust hulk yep. not ringing a bell it's also blue white three white and a blue it's an artifact creature golem it's a 3-4 it says whenever another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Glass Dust Hulk gets plus one plus one until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. You can also cycle it for a hybrid blue-white. Probably not a relevant mechanic if it's your commander. <laughs> <laughs> and also why it is an included card in Xur the Enchanter because there's a Xur the Enchanter cycling uh, matter stack. Um, this is played in 139 decks. Um, 0% according to EDA track of 70,028 possible. <laughs> um, it, some, some of the decks it looks in, it looks like it, it belongs in is like Sharoom the hedge mom um, artifacts matter. <laughs> Are oh, you I okay? I my face <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> we say eat the microphone. <laughs> Don't slam your face into the microphone. Continue. So it belongs in a lot of artifact decks. It looks like, um, Silas Wren like you mentioned in yours um, even Raph Caption ships mage which is a, a historic spells matter but really if this was your commander the way I would be playing this is jam out a smothering Tithe as soon as possible and then with your blue you're going to wheel and you're going to create you're going to create 21 <laughs> treasure tokens it's going to get plus 21 plus 21 and unblockable until end of turn And you're going to kill somebody with
0: another Voltron. Yeah. Yeah. That seems really fun too.
1: Yeah. I actually kind of want to, I've always wanted to play a wheels deck with white. I don't, none of my wheels deck have ever had white just so I could do smothering tithe tricks. And this seems like a really fun smothering tithe trick. Yeah. It seems great.
0: Um, my next commander, uncommon, non-legendary creature that could be a commander is shaman of the pack. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. this one is pretty self-explanatory. Once I read what it is, it's one black and green for a three-two elf shaman that uh, that says when shaman of the pack enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control. So um, it goes in elf decks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, top commanders right now are Reese the Exiled and Nath of the Guilt Leaf. So uh, both of those are elf decks themselves. Uh, I, I think it would just be an interesting an interesting way to play elves. I mean, instead of just having one or tutoring for it in because both of those commanders are obviously green black so you've got black for tutors you can do that this way you can actually grab something else instead of trying to end the game once you've made your 10 elves this is kind of this is the version of like i guess this is the gray merchant for elves yeah right i mean kind of in a way yeah in a way um there's not really a whole lot to say i just thought it would be interesting um it's also low cost Hmm. And it gives you life gain in in elves. I mean, some elves obviously can gain you life. Some strategies, but right. this one in green black particularly, you can gain life without needing any white.
1: Which green black is if you if you don't if you think elves and you only think green, you need to rethink elves because green black elves, that's good stuff.
0: And green white is also scary. You know, I think green black elves is something that could be played in. Well, green black elves was played in other formats. It was right. good in standard. That deck is now in Pioneer. Yep. Shaman of the Pack is played in all of those
1: what's what's the color combination green black white abzan abzan is there an abzan legendary elf
0: um well let me look because on here it what is what is Kethus the hidden hand yeah yeah Kethus the hidden hand oh, is an elf advisor that's right from he's a legendary 20 he's
1: legendary matters elf advisor so it's not really like an elf commander N- is an elf but
0: yeah, that's the only Abzan one though. Interesting. That
1: that matters for for that, I guess. Um put it on the wish list. Abzan elf commander.
0: Well, maybe one of these Ikoria decks is Abzan and maybe it's an elf cuz there's are there, there might al- be there's, elves? There could be. Well, we're going back to Zendikar later this year. So, mm-hmm. and Zendikar has well they have core. Do they have elves on?
1: There's elves on uh, Ni- Zendikar. Nissas from Zendikar.
0: Ye- She's an yeah, elf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She makes elves. The original one did. Mm-hmm. That that same one that you needed like 30 copies of <laughs> yes. if you wanted to make that. But yes. Um. So Shaman of the Pack, not not as interesting, I guess, as the other ones that I have lined up. But well, I like this one because then I can play another card that I have as my commander. And I don't have an elf deck, so yeah. I'd, I'd want to build green black.
1: They're fun. You should get one. All right, so my next uncommon commander oh. is wood sage wood sage is a green blue human druid it is a one one that says tap name a creature card reveal the top four cards of your library and put all of them with the same name into your hand put the rest into your graveyard this is played in 130 decks zero percent of the 72,588 decks it could possibly be in
0: I think most of these are going to be super low. Percent. I think all of mine are 0%. <laughs> well, mine have only been like one or zero.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so this this card sees play in like a Sidisi Brood Tyrant deck because it's more about getting cards into your graveyard uh, than it is about like actually finding the creature cards you're looking for. Same thing as the Mimeoplasm. But no, that's not how we're playing this card. This is a green-blue Persistent Petitioner's deck. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Green, blue, mill. You never saw this coming. (laughs) We're going to put as many petitioners into our hand with this card. We're going to get this guy out on turn two. We're going to tap him. We're going to find these petitioners, and we're just going to keep playing them out, and we're going to mill everyone out in green, blue. We're going to have green to ramp and have some support there. Blue some control and petitioners
0: is there a way to win other than mill in case someone has something that we
1: ain't gonna play a different win con than mill we're (laughs) gonna put fraying sanity in here and and we're just gonna make sure people die maybe i mean we can swing with our petitioners i guess i guess you can Maybe we'll put a coat of arms in here as a one. Well, obviously. Singleton one of, coat of arms. It's, it's Commander. <laughs> it's going to Petitioners, is going to be the only card we can put more. Oh, I guess I should explain. I'll explain Persistent Petitioners in case anyone doesn't know. Uh, for one and a blue, it's a human advisor creature that says, pay generic and tap it. Target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. The um, second ability says, tap four untap advisors you control. Target player puts the top 12 cards of their library into their graveyard. And a deck can have any number of cards named Persistent Petitioner. So, yeah, Persistent Petitioner Tribal in Simic.
0: Nice. Uh, the next one I have is Void Made Husher. Mm. Uh, it is mono blue, three and a blue for a 2 2 human wizard with flash. That says when Void Mage Husher uh, comes into play, counter target activated ability. So, nice. Uh, You're not countering spells. You're just countering activated abilities that might hurt you. And it also says whenever you play a spell, you may return Void Mage Husher to its owner's hand. Mm -hmm. So um, cards like um, Capsize, things with buyback that are in blue, you can cast, pay that cost, and then return the commander to your hand to um, keep a specific activated ability down that might be uh, hurting you. Um, But overall, this was just a a blinky deck. Um, Things like... Uh, I guess its top commanders are uh, Afara, God of the Polis, Azami, Lady of Scrolls, and um, Nabon, Dean of Iteration. So you've got uh, two wizard tribals, and then you've got Afara, which is Flash. Um, and it's only it, it, well, not only it's in 908 decks. So, okay. um, but it's it's I guess. <laughs> Since we're there, 1% of (laughs) 149,421 decks it could be in. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's very good, but I like the idea of just being... I like playing cards that... um, when I talk about my and Dar deck, mm-hmm. this reminded me of that because I play cards like Capsize. I play cards with Buyback because I need to activate spells or I need to cast spells right. to make the commander work. And I like playing Spellslinger decks. So um, this deck doesn't seem super... Uh, it doesn't seem super oppressive. Obviously, it can only take care of one activated ability. But um, I'm sure there's some combinations in there that could make this... Um, crazy you yeah. could get some crazy board states with
1: with mono blue blinks and flash for sure yeah i mean keep everyone's fetch lands down
0: well that's mean
1: yeah don't it,
0: don't do that you're,
1: you're 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 sitting down next to someone who says i'll just play something casual and they bring out the first sliver food chain you're like all right let's get real
0: i've got a four mana stifle <laughs> sitting in the <laughs> command
1: zone hey it's gonna work before they get the sliver out i
0: guess <laughs> oh wait i did have one Dead Eye Navigator combined with that for paying two, it mm-hmm. blinks it, it comes back. So you do have then a two mana
1: stifle. There you go. Stifle it all.
0: Yeah, that I would like to play. Just just once. Assemble Dead Eye Navigator and that.
1: And it's only activated abilities, right? Not triggered abilities. Correct. It's right. activated. Okay. So
0: it's it's not it's not it's not gonna do anything crazy.
1: Okay. All right, my next one, which I told you I wasn't going to do, but I'm going to do it anyways because (laughs) I found out one of my other ones is way worse than I thought it was, uh, is Rot Widow Pack. Is this the spider one? This is the spiders. Okay. For two, a black and a green, you get a 2-4 reach spider that has an activated ability of three black-green. Exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a 1-2 green spider creature token with reach. Then each opponent loses one life for each spider you control. I feel like this is just like the best spider. If this could be your commander, it would be like the best spider commander. Um, obviously, it is played in um, decks like Ishkana and Thantis the Warweaver for some spider tribal stuff. Uh, it can't be played in Arasta because Arasta is mono green, but Arasta would definitely be in this deck. Mm-hmm. And this deck is all about just making spiders probably dredging a lot of stuff into your graveyard or mono black
0: surveil cards you can throw a spider into your graveyard because you have sure. to get rid of a creature so you probably want to throw it, you want to surveil it away
1: mm-hmm. you could you could bury it alive you could bury it alive if that. there's a black or green creature where that you could like cast from exile or something Or you can play spider spawning that also has flashback heck yes you can you want stuff in your graveyard for that for sure mm-hmm mm-hmm so Yeah, Spider Tribal, all about the spiders. Um, And it also says that uh, Hogak is one of the (laughs) creatures. Wow, Ryan just just perked. Producer Ryan actually
0: knows what Hogak is
1: the arisen necropolis that's going to be ryan's first commander deck and it's definitely not going to be hard at all to play don't do that to him you can't Producer actually ryan doesn't play magic it's... so we have
0: to make this commander deck for him that's so complicated you'll want to
1: play more it's like all right this is your mana just so you know you don't need it in fact you can't even use it to cast your commander <laughs> confusing
0: uh my last one is drugs call captain it is one blue white for a flying 2/2 spirit soldier that has other spirit creatures you control get +1/+1 plus one, plus one, and have hexproof. Oh. Yeah, I like um I like tribal cards. Mm-hmm. Um this is played in 777 decks. Um the the, the highest being played in Okagachi Vengeful Kami, which mm. is mm-hmm. um a dragon spirit. It's played in Morophon. Um, it is also played in Kaikar Wins Fury because that makes a bunch of white spirits. So they get stronger, which I didn't think about. So that's very good. But um, overall, uh, I like I like playing with lords. Mm-hmm. So this is a lord in the command zone. Uh, Hexproof is really underrated. In, oh, for in, sure. I, I think um, that's why I like playing a lot of uh, sacrifice effects. Things mm-hmm. like great... Um. um uh, what's the... Pay three comes into play. Each player sacks a creature. Uh, uh, well, fleshbag marauder. There's a few of them. Yeah, there is fleshbag marauder, plague crafter, yeah. uh, things like that. So those get around it, but overall, you, you're losing out on your targeted removal, which right. I do play a lot of. Right. Um. So, um, yeah. For that reason, I think I'd want to play this.
1: Yeah. Just because
0: you got some more tribal stuff
1: Movie going far. on. Spirits. My last one is my favorite creature type. Which isn't actually relevant to it, but it's a Viachino. This is Glory Scale Viashino, For one, a red, a green, and a white. It is a 3 3 Viashino soldier that says whenever you play a multicolored spell, Glory Scale Viashino gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. So this is gonna be a Voltron deck. Okay. Um it's its number one commander that it's built into is Rian, Angel of Rebirth. Yeah. Um, but it also has, and the one I would build this more similarly to, uh, as a commander is Ramos dragon engine. Yeah. So I had a Ramos dragon engine deck back in the day, um, titled lucky charms. It just played all the charm spells that you can, um, whenever you play a multicolored spell or whenever you play a spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Ramos for each uh, color in that spell. So basically I just going to switch out Ramos, put in glory scale via you only get Naya colors. You don't get five color like Ramos would have. Uh, which I think just forces you to play more creatures and stuff in there rather than just the instant charms and stuff, which I think would make the deck a lot of fun. And, yeah, you're going to smack some face with your Vicino and uh, and get there. Maybe give them some trample.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that seems really
1: good. I, I think it would be. I mean, just putting this deck, this list together, it's like, man, this would be really fun to build around.
0: We should plan a day and build these these decks.
1: Yeah. I mean, Record some stuff. We have the cards. Nothing too expensive or anything to, to build them.
0: Most of mine were pennies.
1: I mean, the cards themselves were. I don't know about like my my wheeled tribal smothering tithe. Might be <laughs> I have everything though, so it'll be okay. But
0: yeah. yeah, cool. Well, moving on to commander of the week. Hey, that's you. Hey, that's me. It's me this time. Um, we're gonna talk about Noyendar, Royal Shaper. So. Uh, this is probably my, my favorite commander deck. Uh, when we were talking earlier, I said it was a solid, you know, a solid six. Right. I, I would say it's focused. It knows what it wants to do. I don't have, I don't have any infinite combos. I don't, not that I at least can find. Um, I, I do not uh, think of any. I haven't, I didn't put it together with any in mind. Right. Um, I don't have any way to make infinite mana. I don't have any way to just uh, go infinite and win the game. I don't play um, approach of the second son. I'm not running. Things like that. I think I just wanted to play a spell slinger deck. Yeah. Um, so Noyandar uh, itself is uh, a four-four uh, Merfolk ally that costs three generic, uh, a white and a blue, and it says whenever you cast, cast mm-hmm. an instant or a sorcery, you may put three plus one plus one counters on target land you control. If you do, it becomes a zero-zero elemental and gains haste, um, and then it is still a land. So um, it's basically awaken. When you cast a spell, you can awaken three. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gains haste. Period matters yep. for ginger brutes. <laughs> it's, I haven't seen
1: one in EDH pod yet, but it'll happen.
0: Nope, one day. Well, I run it in Lazad the Multifarious, oh. so he can get haste and unblockable. Okay. Yeah, um, unblockable. but you know, um, yeah, quote unquote unblockable. Yep. Um, can't be can't be caught by creatures without haste. I guess that's right. Um, so Noyandar itself is a spell deck, and actually i have a full primer written on on this deck this one is a fully foiled deck except for i believe two cards three cards um one of them is thought vessel because it's never been printed in foil mm-hmm. uh, all three of these are that reason uh equinox which i will talk about is a fun enchantment that you never see and i don't i, I hope that anybody who plays annoying deck runs this card and then i also have a land equilibrium completely unnecessary it just i felt like it it worked really well with the deck um, but it's way too slow um, mm-hmm. so could not like I said not necessary for that cost of just shy of
1: $200 <laughs> sure.
0: I, I just I had one and mm-hmm. so I used it so um, this deck is really a, a, a deck where if you like playing spells or you like grindy games or making really hard decisions um, this is this is really that, that deck um, you pretty much look like an underdog the entire game because everybody looks at you and goes what are you even doing like mm-hmm. what are you even doing? Yeah. You're not doing anything. You put counters on your And hands. I don't yeah, and I don't run very many creatures at all. I think I think actually I'll look right now. I run um five. Yeah. five creatures mm-hmm. because I turn my lands into creatures. Uh which is terrifying. Um and so overall the the deck is is trying to win by resolving Noyandar and then you you're really voltroning off of one land uh if you ca- by casting a bunch of spells. Right. Uh you put you can continuously put three plus one plus one counters on that same land. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a new one. Um and uh it, it pretty much just has like a basic control shell. So you're bouncing things, you're you, there are some counters. There's counters that um have awaken. There's there's a spell that lets you take an extra turn with awaken. There's um I guess awaken I included them because they're awaken. Sure. But Noyandar gives everything awaken that I that I cast for the most part. Um, and there's some unique spells that are played in this deck alone, like uh, Teferi's Response, which is so specific that it, it really isn't played in anything else. Uh, Teferi's Response is one and a blue for counter-target spell or an ability an opponent controls that targets a land you control hmm. because anything targeting any of my creatures basically is targeting a land at right, that point. Right. Um, if a permanent's ability is countered this way, destroy that permanent. So there's that. Hmm. That's really good. And then it also says draw two cards okay so i think it's really great and then the other card that i would say uh isn't really played in in any other deck is equinox so it's in it's an um enchantment it's an aura that enchants a land uh, you can tap that land uh, to counter a spell that destroys one or more of your lands so if someone board wipes and i have a land i can counter that board wipe nice. or targeted removal um it's People look at it and go, why are you running that? And I go, you just wait. I have a creature and when you go to play your wrath of God, I can counter it Mm -hmm. because it's going to destroy at least one or more of my lands. Right. Um, Moving down, um, the general strategy is to... I guess the other alternate wincon is ink moth nexus. Mm-hmm. So ink moth nexus is a land that has an ability to pay a generic one and it becomes a one, one artifact creature with flying and infect. So if you animate, if you can cast three spells and you animate it and you pay one, you have 10 infect yep. because it, it gets base power and toughness one and you put nine counters on it by casting three spells. So if you cast three, one mana cards, mm-hmm. like a, preordain or a ponder or a brainstorm or the other one cmc cards i have in here yeah uh, you can just win and i have one a four-man pod with ink moth nexus because they don't have removal for it or right. or whatever it is at, the, at that one you
1: Yeah, know. D- destroy target non-land permanent oh wait
0: it's still a land <laughs> um i like i said there aren't really any combos in the deck but um there are some cards that you you can argue uh you know work well so mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. dark citadel is an indestructible land yeah so is cascading cataracts mm-hmm. um and i think the most important card in this version of the deck is uh, view from above so um most people don't know what this card is because i don't know any other commander deck that wants this um view i guess that's the third card that is probably relegated to just noyandar Uh, view from above is one in a blue instant target creature gains flying until end of turn if you control a white permanent return view from above above to its owner's hand so noyandar is a white permanent yep so you cast this on noyandar to give noyandar flying and then you animate a land and you put it back in your hand and then you cast it again to give that land flying and you put three more counters on it. And however much mana you have at the time, you just continue to do it. But it's nice to do this at the end of someone's turn. Mm-hmm. So you can perhaps put nine counters or 12. I mean, it's only two mana. So right. you're 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 living to late game generally with this, unless someone's comboing out. Um, so you do it at the end of someone's turn and put 12 counters and you put 12 more counters on your turn. You swing for 24 because it has flying. Seems pretty good. And it's very good. Um, but like I said, this deck um, is really weak to board wipes and don't the way that i have it don't animate like four different lands right right because you're gonna lose all of your uh mana
1: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: um so uh some of the uh notable cards are monastery mentor uh it's a 2-2 two, two with prowess and whenever you cast a non-creature spell put a 1-1 one, one white monk with prowess onto the battlefield it costs three great card you're just casting spells here
1: yeah it's like your go wide win con yeah
0: there. murmuring mystic also makes creatures it's like tailrand mm-hmm, um but mm-hmm. i'm not actually running tailrand this is three and a white for a 1-1 one, one blue bird. illusion. Aller- allusion allusion
1: Allersion. gotten
0: allusions <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the newest card actually so not every new set has a uh, i mean a card that I want to play in this
1: in your in your lands animate matter deck. Yeah, I can imagine that.
0: Yeah. I mean any spell, right, sure works. So you can make a super budget Noyandar deck because every single set has a pay X to draw card or like a you pay 4 and you get to draw a card or right. like most sets have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's blue spells printed in every set, so So far. So so, so far, um but the most recent card is from or the spark. Uh, we got Tomic Distinguished advocates So it's a white, white, two, three flyer that has lands on the battlefield and lands in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. So um it's it basically is giving hexproof to your creature. Right. Um, and then it says your opponents can't play lands from their graveyards. Not not relevant often, but you know, if someone wants to, if someone is playing um a lands matters deck yeah that they they just won't be able to use them until they remove tomic um enchantments here we've got uh a few that work really well uh we have sacred ground and terra eternal which are are probably the two best um followed up by trade routes but sacred ground is uh an enchantment that says whenever a spell or ability an opponent controls causes a land to be put into a graveyard from play return that land to play um that costs one and a white. Mm-hmm. So if they do remove my creature that's animated, it just comes directly back to play. Uh, Terra Eternal says all lands are indestructible. Uh, I don't care if yours are. I'm not going to be removing them, but this helps me. Right. And then Trade Routes is uh, a really good way to get past uh, bad draws in the late game. Uh, so Trade Routes is one and a blue for an enchantment that's a, that has two activated abilities. So one is for a generic mana. You return a land to your hand. Um, and then a generic mana to discard a land and draw a card so if you uh keep drawing lands you can just get rid of them to get better cards uh instance here um like i said view from above best card in in the deck um and then the teferi's response is the other notable and then my final one is uh vanish into memory this I think one. This is the
1: one I was about to ask you about. Yeah. So,
0: vanish into memory costs two white and a blue, and it says exile target creature. You draw cards equal to its power, and then at the beginning of your next upkeep, return that card to the battlefield, and you discard cards equal to its toughness. So, if someone is going to be able to remove it or or board wipe, and you, there's nothing you can do about it, you cast this on your animated land. So, even if it's only at three, or maybe it's at six, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you exile that creature. you draw three or six or nine or whatever it is and then at the beginning of your next upkeep that land comes back into play as a land and you don't discard anything yep so this is really nice really nice Yeah, it's just... i think i've drawn 12 off this before yeah and, and, and everybody looks at it and goes what does this even do and i yeah. go it's draw 12 it's yeah. fine
1: don't worry about it
0: it's fine and if i have a reliquary tower i'm golden yes. even though i still lose after that it still feels good <laughs> just to draw 12 and then i go hey that land is back <laughs> uh and then i guess the notable sorceries here um we've got uh this is what's going to help you really kind of grind out to the end of the game mm-hmm. crush of tentacles Uh, surge return all non-land permanents to their owner's hand and then uh if you cast this for surge for three blue blue it costs four blue blue or three blue blue if you cast a spell before it Mm -hmm. um uh you would make an eight eight octopus so you return all non-land permanents so your land gets to stay out even though it's still a creature uh devastation tide is return all non-land permanents pretty much all the spells that care about non-land permanents are being being played here so um uh devastation tide has miracle for one and a blue otherwise it costs three blue blue to return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands this includes yours mm-hmm. but as long as you have one or two like one land animated you're usually
1: good to go right
0: our revelation is destroy all non-land permanents uh part the water veil is an awaken card that actually has taken extra turn right so um i don't usually cast it for the awaken um, because I get awakened just for casting it if Noyandar's out, but it does have Awaken 6, so you really put 9 counters on it when you do that with Noyandar, and you take an extra turn.
1: Right. So if you're empty-handed and you top deck that,
0: why not? You might as well. Yeah. Planar Outburst, another awakened card. It's Destroy All non-land Creatures, but it has Awaken 4, so you can get f- 7 counters if you have Noyandar. You do destroy Noyandar, yeah. unfortunately, in in with some of these cards, but The final one is tragic arrogance so for each player you choose from among the permanents they control an artifact a creature an enchantment and a planeswalker and then uh destroy the rest so for this you you pick your noyandar and it destroys all other non-land permanents so your land that's animated doesn't get destroyed yep and um uh this deck's pretty good against Cyclonic Rift because Cyclonic Rift says return all non-land permanents to their owner's hand. So that's if they true. overload it, you go, that's fine. I keep the one land that's animated. Um, that has um, messed up some plans before because they didn't oh, realize yeah. I was going to keep the 12-12. Mm-hmm. And then if they didn't have any plan to follow up that Cyclonic Rift, um, you can go for it. Yeah. So overall, I really like this deck. Uh, we we'll, I'll post the deck list for it. Those are really just the um, key cards. But if you're looking for something completely different, because yeah. um, it is very scary to animate your lands to become creatures, it's scary. <laughs> they are not um, for, expendable. Yeah, but in an, this deck, they become expendable, especially
1: animating lands that aren't named Celestial Colonnade. Which you do play in that. I do wow. run
0: Celestial Colonnade. I mean, there are other lands that become creatures, so I guess I didn't really talk about the lands. But you
1: name—I mean, you name the important ones: the indestructible ones, the, the infect ones. Yeah, Fairy
0: and... Conclave becomes a creature. You've got Drownyard Temple, so that you can pay three and return it from the graveyard to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So if that—that's a good one to animate because you know you're going to get it back. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's Noyandar. Cool. If anyone has questions on that, feel free to tweet at me because I have lots. Um, and then I'll share the link to both the architect list and the tapped out list that I have this all written down on in mm-hmm. case anyone's interested. All I, think, right. I think the the last thing we have is to pick a winner for Prize our time. for our giveaway. Woo! So
1: let me go
0: and copy that link real quick mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. paste this. All right. To yep. get this picked. Yep. You put it right up in there. Yep. And
0: and I should talk in the
1: microphone. Boo here. Boo okay, the boo. winner
0: is uh gathering ground games, uh Brian Aruda84. Congratulations.
1: Congrats.
0: Congrats. Um either send us a DM or email us at Guardian at gmail.com your information, and we will ship that off to you maybe we'll
1: uh, throw a token or two in there
0: yeah because we did just get our tokens as well um so we're going to be at magic fest detroit in, in a few weeks here um so we're going to have some of our tokens to give out and then um i guess after that i guess we can announce it now we did uh set up our patreon that we'll be launching so um part of the the tier that we're going to have that in is access to a discord and a play set of our tokens mm-hmm. uh so if you're interested, we did tweet out pictures. They look really, really great. Oh, so yeah. they um, it's got our name on the front and all you know all of our contact info. And on the back, it's it's a blank token basically, so you can write out a, uh, draw out whatever it is that you need yeah. and uh, use that. We're working right now to figure out if a wet erase marker will work. Dry erase did not. No. So it's not dry erase.
1: Right. Didn't um, work well.
0: It didn't work well. I guess it does. It'll we'll smudge it. It's like it's like writing on a chalkboard and
1: then wiping it off
0: it's like still there right so um but we have really cool tokens and i like having a token for everything and when you when you cast cards that like clone or do something or make a copy of those tokens don't exist
1: nope so um i mean some tokens straight up literally do not exist too
0: also yeah yeah the 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 one one black snake that comes off of ophiomancer yep. doesn't exist no nope. and i run that deck mm-hmm. or that card index mm-hmm. so um anyway well okay. congratulations um send us a dm or uh an email and we will get that off to you mm-hmm. um anyway Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can head to guardianprojectpodcast.com. On Twitter, you can find me at ATflory. You can find me at WormcoilEngine. Uh, and take a look for Guardian Project Pod, hashtag Guardian Project Pod, to find our posts and episodes. Um, We'd like to hear from you, so send along your comments and we'll go over those on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye bye. Sounded like the Lord and Order music. <laughs>
1: Do
0: <doo>,
1: <laughs> I watch a lot of Law and Order. Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Yes. It's the uh, best uh, one.